Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the 6 Minutes Podcast. Today is going to be a little bit more different than usual because I'm going to do half of the episode in Spanish, half of it in English, and I'm going to be talking about my experience learning Spanish, how I learned to speak it, where my fascination for the culture and the language even started from, because a lot of people ask this question and I feel like I haven't answered it to the best of my ability. So today we're going to go in in English and Spanish. So stay tuned if you want to hear me embarrass myself speaking Spanish. Um, I will say it in English first and then go into the next half of the episode in just complete Spanish for you guys. So you can hear my progress and uh, yeah, I will definitely probably embarrass myself but... This is how you learn, right? You have to throw yourself in the water. You can't do anything without trying at least and uh, putting in some sort of effort. So regardless, if I embarrass myself, I don't really care. You guys know I don't care. I probably embarrass myself every day on here. But you know what? It's a learning experience. Everything in life is a learning experience and you have to take it one day at a time. Which is why I felt like sharing this with you guys. So basically, I'm going to just start how it all started as i said today i wanted to do something different um instead of doing an episode in english like i always do i thought to try speaking in spanish as much as possible because i never really converse in spanish and my reason is not that i don't know how now because it's been years in the making i've been listening to spanish music since i was probably 15 but um It's just about nerves and being nervous to speak it around, especially native speakers, because you think they're going to be making fun of you or, you know, for whatever reason, they're going to like laugh at you or mock you the way you speak it. But going to Cuba this time, and I'll get into that as well, I realized that wasn't the case. And I realized the more you try, the better it is for you, right? And for other people, because you see you're making an effort to learn about their culture and their language and you're making an effort to communicate with them right which is always a good thing it's not a bad thing even if you don't know how to speak it completely the fact that they see you're trying i feel like is a big step um so yeah i'm doing this because i have to practice as much as possible when it comes to conversation and the only way to do that is to speak it more you can't learn anything without throwing yourself in there right no matter how uncomfortable it is and how scary it is you have to at least try so basically in this episode what i'm going to do is i'm going to discuss where my fascination with the language and culture came from and how i became so interested in learning as well as how i came to learn it and as you can hear in the background of course music has played a huge 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 role in my learning of spanish and my wanting to learn it hope you guys are ready for a little bit of a story time so my first time going on vacation ever 
was in the Dominican Republic when I was 15, and I fell in love with reggaeton music. Um, I am talking like the classics, like Hector y Tito, Hector el Padre, and Tito y Mamino, Alexis y Fido, Tego Calderon, etc. Like all the classics, Ivy Queen, all of that. So from there on, I was in love with the culture, dancing, and absolutely everything. And that's where my love of reggaeton led me to love bachata, salsa, merengue. And eventually my curiosity also led me to movies and novelas as well. And just listening over the years, I think, helped a lot. Because eventually I began to build an understanding of everything that was going on around me and what was being said. And um, even though people underestimate this, they're like, how can I learn a language just listening to it if I don't even know the basics? I'm like, because listening is very powerful. You listen to something and you're naturally curious and you're like, what does that mean? So you go look it up, even if you spell it wrong. The beautiful thing about Google, sorry guys, I can't talk. Um, The beautiful thing about Google is that it corrects you, right? So you make a mistake and it's like, hey, did you mean this instead? So um, yeah, it's really easy to go look something up and that's what I was doing. I'd be spelling stuff wrong, but the Google, the Google, (laughs) my fobbiness is coming out. (laughs) But um, Google would correct me and be like, hey, did you mean this instead? And I'm like, yeah, that's what I meant. This is a song I'm talking about. (laughs) And um, yeah, I would look up the lyrics and see what they meant and then of course take that in listen to the song more realize like oh shit i know what it means you know and that's how i built an understanding of things over time now i feel like before i started actually getting into learning spanish i knew the foundations of it because i've been listening to it for so long i mean obviously when you listen to it from the age of 15 to like 24 25 26 you're gonna know how to speak it eventually right it's just a matter of time even if you don't actually know i feel like you have the foundations to build a sentence if you wanted to and here's the thing guys it's really weird the way it works because when i say like listening is powerful people don't believe me but it was to the point where i eventually was able to translate things for people and i didn't even like learn how to speak spanish formally before that yeah like before i was listening to music but i didn't know until literally 75 days before i decided to travel to cuba um on my own for the fifth time i think but yeah so up until that moment i didn't actually have any lessons in spanish it was just through my own listening and through my own watching of movies and whatever and keeping subtitles on sometimes sometimes not even having them on just practicing my listening skills you know really listening to what they were trying to say um and i feel like everything plays a part like tone context what's happening around them you know you eventually get the idea of what's going on and that's how i really built an understanding of the language but like i said i didn't know really how to speak it before i decided to go to cuba on a girl's trip like a few weeks ago and so it was literally 75 days before my trip that i decided hey i'm actually going to sit down on duolingo and um, i'm going to actually practice speaking it because i'm going to be going to cuba and i really want to communicate with the locals right i want to practice my spanish and see how much i've learned and how far i've come and like literally they were so surprised that i could even speak their language um like i was actually 
learning how to put sentences together to speak with locals, even though I thought my Spanish was terrible. They loved that a Yuma could communicate with them. And they even told me that it was rare that Yumas even took interest in their culture. And for anybody who doesn't know, a Yuma in Cuba is somebody who's a foreigner, somebody who's not Cuban, basically. Um, they were surprised that I was interested in their culture and I knew about their music, even though it's not popular here in Canada. And they were surprised that I could speak their language. You know what I mean? They're like, what the hell? You speak it so good. What are you talking about? Um, and I felt like I was being humble all the time because every comment that they would make was like, oh, yeah, you speak so well. But um, yeah, uh, when I tell you guys, it's powerful to just practice no matter how bad you think you are at something it really is i'm not just saying it to be cheesy or whatever it actually will give you a lot of progress if you at least try to um practice something even though you think you're bad at it it doesn't matter how bad you think you are you never know right you have to practice and that's the only way you're gonna learn something so with me that's exactly what happened I went to Cuba thinking, oh, I speak terrible. They would ask me, like, do you speak Spanish? And I'd be like, un poquito. <laughs> They'd be like, what the hell? No, you don't. They'd be like, you know more than that. <laughs> and even my sister and my friend would be like, she knows. She's just being hella humble right now. <laughs> But yeah, um, it was a pretty good experience as far as that. Because I definitely learned a lot. And it opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I was proud of myself for being able to speak to the locals and being able to communicate with them and um, really take away that language barrier that exists sometimes between um, tourists and locals. Like, I was able to communicate with them freely. I absolutely loved it. Like, I got to know a lot of people there and I became friends with a lot of people there like that. So this time around, when I go back, like, I have a few friends I can go see and like i can go explore with because i actually know the language now um i feel like it's not as hard to speak it because i practice with them and yeah they may giggle a little bit here and there because they make fun of me because they're like see i know you know <laughs> you're just pretending you don't know but yeah um like i said you guys if you ever want to learn anything you have to try and practice it because that's how you learn I literally went from not being able to speak a word to being able to translate everything being said around me and speaking with locals. And honestly, like I said before, it felt so good that there was no longer a language barrier between us, that I could just communicate free freely with the locals and I knew what they were saying. And you have to know when you go to a new country what the language is. Because number one, they're letting you into their country. So I feel like it's the minimum you can do to thank them for that right to be able to communicate with them and stuff like that it's the minimum you can do is to learn somebody else's language when you go travel to their country um but nonetheless we're gonna get to the spanish part and i'm ready to embarrass myself for you guys so here we go i hope you're ready all right que lo que mi gente hoy quiero hacer algo diferente en lugar de hablar inglés pensé tratar hablando en español más y por eso este episodio será en español fue discutir mi fascinación con la cultura latina y el idioma español y mi primera vez en la República Dominicana era cuando estaba 15 años y ahí estaba enamorada con el género de reggaetón. Eso hablando para los clásicos de reggaetón como Héctor y Tito, Tito el Bambino, Teo Calderón, 
Héctor El Padre, Alexis y Fido y más. Hay muchos artistas que me gustan, pero desde ese momento yo también comienzo escuchando la bachata, salsa y merengue y las bailas de esos eneros. Entonces mi amor para el idioma creció y también para la cultura latina. Creo que escuchando la música y mirando las películas y novelas me ayudó para aprender el idioma mucho. Y antes de eso no pudo entender la gente y que le hablan. Pero después yo comenzó a aprender que eran hablar. Hasta ese momento que estoy 26 años no pudo hablar en español. Pero más porque estaba nerviosa que no pudiera. Pero unos días antes de mi viaje para Cuba estaba aprendiendo la estructura del idioma por el Duolingo y pone frases juntos para hablar. Pensé que estaba mal, pero los cubanos eran sorprendo que pudo hablar español como ellos. Me dijeron que normalmente ellos no saben español y no es que no saben, es que no están preocupando para hablar con ellos. Y no quieren aprender y que es muy raro que una yuma pueda hablar español. Y es verdad que estoy aprendiendo y tengo, er tengo errores en mis conversaciones, pero es más importante que estoy tratando. Eso es como aprendes. Tienes que tratar en todo lo que quieres en tu vida. Así. Yo fui de no hablando y ahora puedo traducir muchas frases para mis amigas y mi familia. Y claro que puedo entender las letras en la música, puedo entender mis películas favoritas y más. Y de este momento estaba muy orgullosa que pude hablar con la gente de zona y muy feliz también que ya no hay las barreras de idioma. All right. That was like a mouthful, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, that was my first time speaking Spanish. So I honestly hope you enjoyed that. But it actually went faster than I thought it would. It took a little bit longer for me to try and put that together. And I did put it together myself. That's why it sounds so bad. It's not with Google Translate. It's just me putting together what I know from my knowledge of Spanish. So I hope you like guys like that. And um Maybe next time I'll do a longer episode in Spanish. Now that I know I can. It just takes a long time. <laughs> Especially because I haven't practiced it in so long. As much as I should. But I still listen to the music. I'm still always watching movies. And like as you guys hear in the background. I always have like radios open to like Spanish channels. And I'm talking like local Cuban channels. Or, or local Dominican channels. So I'm always like listening to it and tuning into it. Even though I don't speak it all the time. But the thing is like. Like I said, in everything in life, you do have to practice and you do have to um, do everything like writing, reading, thinking, breathing, eating, sleeping in Spanish, which I don't always do. So, yeah, you see that I have a lot of errors in my conversations, like I already said in Spanish to you. But um, at the same time, at least I'm trying, right? Thank you so much to all of you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have an amazing day.